All right, so we are here. Welcome to the A7 podcast. This is episode, I don't know right now, we'll see. <laughs> but we have a few episodes, but today we have a very special guest. His name is, introduce yourself, bro. Medusa Sun, Pegasus. Medusa Sun, the rap artist. Pegasus, the fashion designer. Right on. And how did you come up with a name like that, bro? Uh, Medusa Sun, it just... Um, it came from like you know just the whole Greek mythology of like you know the story behind Medusa, how her her loved ones, her, her uh, close family, like kind of cursed her based on like with her, you know, like with her looks and you know, her, what's the opposite of flaws. I'm trying to get it, <laughs> whatever. Like you know, what I'm saying like just yeah. took that and just turned it into a curse. Like whatever I was good at, they just made it seem like it was so detrimental. So it's like you know just. Just that whole lifestyle behind, you know, Medusa. And, um, you know, Pegasus, it's it's the same um, Medusa son. You know, it's the still the same entity as Medusa's son. You know, yeah. like, because Pegasus is Medusa's son. Little do people know. You know, like, she had two kids. You know, Poseidon raped her. And then Perseus came in, decapitated her head. She still gave birth. And, you know, Pegasus. When she gave birth with a decapitated head? Yeah, like shit. on some mythical shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it called? Um, for people who don't know, she had a a head full of snakes. No, and if you looked at her, you would turn into stone. If you looked her uh, directly in the eyes, bye bye. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Explain to us what you do a little bit, bro. My first dream, my first love was uh, music, and um, you know that wasn't paying. I'm not gonna fake the funk like it is, and um. You know, fashion came about, you know, turn my um, my grandmother and my mother's hobby into a career. Right on. So pretty much you do you do music and then you do some design stuff as work as well, right? Right. Right on, right on. Tell us a little bit about um, how you got into, how into design. Honestly, like, I was homeless, you know. Um, I used to go in these drop-in centers get clothes, hand-me-downs or whatever. Sometimes I find some gems. Sometimes it'd be like, you know, I just got to work with what I got, making some type of fashionable statement, I guess. I just was tired of going through that. Like, you know, I was, I knew how to dress. It's just my pockets wasn't to where they is at now for me to shop comfortably and shop for the stuff that I want to get. So I stopped, like, having that, and I got to just settle for this mindset. And was like, you know, I'm going to just go actually start designing. I actually, I came across a designer that does exactly what I do. You know, I was inspired by him. And um, Who's that? Um, his name is Christian Rashawn. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he had gave me his first piece that he made. I just went from that and just like, you know, like when I first started making pieces, I used to always like put in a caption like inspired by you know what I'm saying? Because I just always, I'm a person that pays my dues. You feel me? I pay yeah. respect when I do. So, you know, he just, he inspired me. But, you know, my grandmother and my, my mom, they taught me how to sew. So it's like, I just took that and, you know, put two and two together. And it's like, all right. Where are you from? I'm originally born um, from Cleveland, Ohio, east side. And then where are you located at right now? Where are you based off? Um, Los Angeles. Right on. When did, when did you come to L.A.? About seven years ago, 
Yeah, about seven years ago. Going on seven years. Nice. Sure. And you just woke up one day in Cleveland and were like, I got to hit LA. That's where it's at? Man, I, I ain't had no option. It was like, you know, I, I always wanted to go somewhere where it's like, you know, no snow. It don't get cold around this time. Even if, like, staying out here, it does get cold in winter, but it's like, it beats the snow any day. So it's like, yeah, let's go to LA. Nice. How how cold does it get out in Cleveland? I didn't even know it snows out there. It get below below zero. I'm pretty sure it got even like below that. Like it's <laughs> crazy out there. Like we get snowstorms to where we can't even go to school sometimes because it's too much snow. It's yeah. Too cold. How about does it get uh, really hot out there too? Oh yeah. When it gets like, hot, the humidity. We got sticky air, so it's like the heat is sticking on to us as we like moving around. So we yeah. get a lot of. Irritated, you know, gestures because of the heat. You feel me? Yeah, but make it work, I guess. So, uh, when you were talking about uh, the gentleman who inspired you, what was his name again? Uh, Christian Rashawn. Uh, what What about Christian Rashawn inspired you to to start making clothes? It was just that style. Like I haven't seen nothing like it. You feel me? Like, uh, can you describe his style? It was just like some upcycling. Like you know, he was just taking like a whole bunch of denim, different color denim, blue jeans and stuff like that, and just posting it on like a jacket, and then making it look like it looked like it gave me the stack jeans, like you know, vibe without stack jeans even being a thing yet. You know, it was just giving and like how he wear it. It's like he knew what. He knew what complimented his physique. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knew how to rock it and stuff. And I was like, damn, I wanted to be like that. Like, that shit looked cool. Like, For people who, who can't see it, like, the style is very almost like, like kind of like old punk style, which is you get a denim jacket or it could be other material too, right? Yeah. And you would cut something like a logo or get patches off something else and, and stitch it on onto the jacket and jeans and stuff like that, right? Yeah, just like, you know what I'm saying, just remixing, you know, like, being a renaissance, you feel me? Just, like, bringing your old, you know, worn jacket that you used to, you knew once you wore this, you was like, all right, everybody going to want to know where I got it, or everybody going to want to, you know, just talk to me just because of that. Like, whatever subconscious thing that you got confidently built in your head, like, and just take that and just make it back your favorite piece again. Because some people don't want to let go of stuff, but people feel subconsciously like, damn, I know they probably seen me in this like a thousand times. So mm-hmm. it's time to go ahead and give it up and get something else. But I'm here to be that person that like, hey, you know that jacket that you used to love? Your, your lucky, sweaty, <laughs> good luck jacket. I could still hold on to that. Don't throw that out. You feel me? Like, yeah, let's do something with that. Did you start designing this clothes before you came out to LA or did you start doing this out in Cleveland? Uh, I started when I came out to LA. Nice. Yeah, I started in L.A. Like, I didn't start recording until I came out here. Uh, did, but when you were out in Cleveland, did you want to do that? Did you want to make clothes or make music out here in L.A.? Or did you just come out to L.A. and then kind of figure all that out on your own? I definitely wanted to do the music. Fashion didn't come about until I moved out here. Like I said, like, I was tired of going through that hand-me-down stage. So, finally got it to where it's like, all right, this one what I'm doing with clothes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what's it called? Tell us a little bit about the people you've worked with because I know that you've done a lot of one pieces. So, uh, you hand stitched everything by yourself. Thank you. Sure. We're smoking the blood here for the people who can't <laughs> who can't see us. Not for sure. It's a nice fat one. So, um, yeah. 
everything that you do is is hand stitched by hand. You pick, you select all the materials. Uh, do people tell you what they want on it, or do you kind of just just get inspired and then you start working? Um, some people they do they do, or and you know some people like I, I give them the opportunity. Like, is there something specific you know that you want done, or anything that I did in the past on any other projects that I did, like that you want specifically on yours and then the rest I could just freestyle or whatever. They be like, bro, do what you do, bro. Like, your shit is hard. Like, you know, just do what you gotta do. Like, I'm gonna rock that shit. I'm gonna find some shit to rock with that shit just because like like everything I see you make, that shit look fire. Like I'm like, damn, I wish that was how my music was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I was getting that feedback from my music. I ain't gonna hold you. Tell me some of the people that you've done design for because I know you've done done some crazy Crazy clients before, right? Uh, yeah. Um, my first client that I like in my prime of even like sewing, uh, it, it was like just came off some humble. Like that's when I feel like, Ari, this is a calling, this is a sign. But it was a uh, Kaylani. She was my first client. I had this famous TikToker, uh, Leon Zellers, and then um, who came about after that? And then you know, I, I did um, Desto Dub. You know, the awful lot of cough syrup brand. We did collabs. Tell us about those collabs a little bit. Did he just reach out to you through a DM? Nah, so the bro, little Axel, man. Shout out to little Axel, bro. Like, he really plugged me in and the homie in. Like, first we was just going down, you know, just to go link up with bro for some other stuff. And then, um, you know, I was wearing my first pair of pants that I made. And then bro was like, you know, I told, because I just knew him for making it off of a lot of cough syrup, you know, yeah. shirts and stuff. So I was like, hey, bro, like, we could make a collab or something, you know. I had my first pair of pants I ever designed. And he was like, oh, you made those? I was like, yeah, all by hand. Like, no machine. He was like, oh, you hard. Here, take my number. And I was like, damn, it's this popping ass nigga that's just giving me his number. Like, not just. Wow, he gave you his direct number? Yeah, like, not on no Instagram. Like, here, just take my Instagram and DM me and I'll get to you. Like, even though. Two months later, it felt like even though I had his number, I still felt like I only had the Instagram because he was like still lagging. But yeah, I already yeah. knew like me. I'm already like, all right, he he's somewhere where I'm trying to be, so he more busy. So how long did you? Uh, how long did it take before you like hit him up or something? It was like two months. Just <laughs> did you start texting him right away, or did you wait a bit? Did you try to play it cool when it comes to somebody like Desto Dub? Yeah, I was trying to play it cool, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I was like. <laughs> All right, because I already know what he was known for. And then, like, one one homie that passed away, like, I didn't even know who Desto was at the time when the homie was doing clothes. And I wasn't even thinking of nothing about doing clothes. But, like, the homie had, um, he had some, like, merch. And he had gave him some. And then he was like, yeah, Desto wearing my stuff. He got Desto. And I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but he got to be somebody for a dude to be like, oh, yeah, Desto got my stuff and all that. So, yeah, later down the line, it's like, I, I forgot about him from that video. And then come back, you know, I had the clothes, and then it was like, oh, shit, we about to go get some weed from bro. You feel me? And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's go. Let's shoot for the, scar the stars, you feel me? Let me see if he'll, you know, be open to it. He humble, you feel me? Like, he, look, he looked out, you know what I'm saying? And then from that point that I made the outfit for him before he went to Atlanta, he hit me up, like, hey, let's let's do some collabs, you know what I'm saying? I told him I make one-on-one, so it's like, I don't know yeah. how many pieces you want me to make and shit, so... We did, like, three collections. I made, like, seven pieces each. Nice. So it's, like, and then my shit was, like, the highest shit selling on this, in the stores on Melrose. You feel me? Right on. So pretty much your clothes sold on Melrose in the awful lot of cough syrup store? Yep. That's crazy. And how, how, did, how did you feel when, like, you finally saw that? Like, was it displayed out in the window or was it in, inside the store? 
Yeah, How was it, was, it? It was it was like in the, the special part of the store. Nice. Because they had like a booth where all like the exclusives or in the stuff that was coming out like in that section. So I had my shit like in the closet part of the special section. So it was nice. like, damn, this shit is lit. Like, and then like you know, I'm I'm I designed the clothes. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm tired. Like, I'm not really that excited. But then from everybody else, they're like, bro, you got some in his store? Like, yeah, I'm going to go up there. Yeah, like, I'm not looking at it like that because I'm just like, yeah, I, I I made the clothes. It's there. Like, it was cool. Like, I was like, it was, it's like that, that Kanye, like, interview where he was like, or on his documentary where he was like, yeah, like, it's exciting to you. It's cool to you. But I'm not. I'm not living that dream of what you fantasized about. Like, I'm still not where I'm at. I'm still trying to get to where I got to go. Yeah. You know I mean, like, uh, if you're cool with talking about it, how much, how much, like, how expensive did they go for at the store? My shit was like, uh, oh, I asked him, it was like 600. 600 for the whole piece? Uh, for a top or a bottom and then 1200 <sighs> for a whole fit. God damn. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's the most expensive you sold the fit for? Like, let's say the whole, the whole thing. Um, like probably like a thousand. Okay, so pretty much the the highest place where you made some money is is at the store. Well, what did it sell for? Uh, how much did I sell at his store? Yeah, Cause you said twelve hundred for a fit there. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Once I once I made the outfit, it was more like I got paid just off of just making it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and like whatever they sell, that's they. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like it's still it's still <coughs> it's still your design. You get me? Like it's right, still your right. design. It's still your thing. And uh, you know, it uh it was put at a certain value in the store, you get me so right. Yeah. No, it was it was it twelve hundred for a fit though, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's you good, got man. yeah, you got people buying so called real Amiri jeans and them cost a thousand and up, so you mm-hmm. know, I can't be really complaining about these prices or what <laughs> <laughs> these one on ones cost. Okay, so so twelve hundred for a fit. So some people might think like, why would something cost that much? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the process? How long does it take you to uh, get something going? What do you do? What kind of material do you get? How long does one, let's say, a whole fit from jean jacket to um, to the jeans, how long does that take? Man, so, for instance, like, if somebody wants me to do something from scratch, like, you know, I don't use a machine. So that's already, like, all right, I, I got to figure out, like, where I'm about to get this jacket the size, um, and wh- where do you, where would you find some material like that? Do you just go out to different stores? Sometimes, like if if they if I know what type of person they are, like not saying that everybody deserves good quality, but like if I just if I come across somebody and they just want something, like you know, they just because they just want something from me, like all right, you know, I'll go get a fresh, authentic Levi jacket or you know some type of. Fresh, authentic, like something, nothing that's like, all right, I could tell he got this from like a little dollar store or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not no, nah, I'm gonna get something that's actually go hold up for a while because it's still representing me, my family, my brand, my name, everything because my brand is my name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta make sure it gotta have some type of great quality. And last time I checked, Levi's always got that good, authentic gene, dental. You feel me? Yeah. So I'll go looking for that. Sometimes it may be out of season, but nine times out of ten, jean jackets and dickies and stuff like that is always going to be around. Yeah. So got to go looking for that, the size, um, certain styles, because I have to, if I find, like, especially if I'm looking for, like, a black denim jacket, it's hard to find, like, the denim without the fur inside, especially around this time and it's hot. Like, nobody yeah. don't want the fur. 
So go searching for that, boom, then I got to go search for the, the graphics that I feel like will complement the type of person that I'm designing for. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if the person like anime, I got to find all these anime type patches. And then I got to find, like, if they a rock star, if they want to wear some Ozzy Osbourne and Slipknot and Metallica and all that stuff. So I got to find these type of patches, you know. And um, Yeah, the, that's one thing that I find crazy about your thing. You had a lot of rock and kind of punk elements to it um do you go base off of that like off the client like if you think the client likes that or do you ask them and like like how much about like you know like rock and metal and punk uh do do you personally know about this or are you kind of just going off the look the visuals um honestly i don't know that much about rock besides like the main songs that they whatever the band is made or known for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did dibble and dab, like, when I was in my prime of, like, growing into a musician, just, like, listening to different aspects of music and stuff, as an artist should. Um, I forgot some of them songs, but <laughs> <laughs> I respect the culture and I respect, the, like, the, the artistry behind. You so, know, I mean, sometimes I see you put in some pretty uh, obscure bands in there, and I'm sometimes I'm, like, impressed. I'm like, damn, I... Like, how do you find how do you find out about this? Do you just like you just see it on random T-shirts or something? Yeah, like you know where I shop and get all these patches and artworks. It'd be like, yo, that graphic is dope. And then I know what I do, so I like, yo, that shit would look fire if I combine this with this. Like, it be like Rock Tees. They be having the best logos and the best like all that graphics, everything. Like, so I haven't seen nothing that is like is. I don't even know where they come up with that shit. It just be like, yo, this shit is fire. It could be the most devilish, provocative titties. All that shit is just showing. It'd be like, yo, that's fire. It's like the more provocative, the more like crazy looking. I I think it draws my attention more. You feel yeah. me? So, so how long for the whole fit does it take to make? Back then, it used to take like like a week. Now it take like a day or two. Nice, you've gotten faster at it. Yeah, for nice. sure. Uh, has demand gone up? Uh, yeah, like I, I definitely got a lot more celebrity clients than I do like just you know people that just won't close, you know. But overall, those people just won't shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the demand is gonna stay at a certain you know pace. Yeah, I control the narrative. Um, so you talked about being into music. Uh, what's it called? So what kind of music do you do? You know, filling the gap music, I guess. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like not trying to be numb to everything. Like, you know, with a lot of people, like emotional support music. I guess. Okay. Well, how would you describe the style? Like, is it is it rap? Is it hip hop? Is it rock? What is it? For people to get it, is rap. Mm-hmm. You know, like I actually dumbed down my music so much. You know, and I had a problem like that because I was so, like, particular of what message I wanted people to get. And then it was like, bro, the message is there. It's just you got to dumb it down because people ain't trying to go in the dictionary and see what, what this word, this and that mean. You feel me? So it's like I had to go ahead and just, like, come down to, like, all right, this what type of people I'm trying to reach out to. And I got to still have some type of, like, you know, modern day lifetime like about it like i i could talk about shooting and robbing but how i word it is not coming off like oh we on his eyes if he ain't at a show type like it's more like 
yo, I'm walking down the street and I just saw the homie had a show. You know, I'm going to even make it seem like I didn't even have a problem with you, but the whole time it's, 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 I'm talking about something. I see you know what you're saying, yeah. You know? So it's not like I don't talk about what everybody else talk about. It's just I don't. It's very personal. Yeah. A personal thing. It's how I, you know, perceive it and how I want everybody else to perceive it. Like, you could talk about the most gangster shit and not say all the gangster shit. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how people get indicted because they want to put on that image and also look like that image, but gangsters move in silence. I'm not a gangster, but I move in silence. I could be a gangster. You feel me? As much mm-hmm. as I, like, if people that listen to, like, all the hard trap shit right now, like, I listen to it. But what my music sound like, it don't even sound like I listen to that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But I, I listen to all the trap shit. But I don't, you know. What are your influences for right now? Let it be rock, rap, whatever. What inspires you to make music? Just my situation. It's cool that I'm at where I'm at, and I know it's a lot of people wish they was in my spot, even if my spot to me is nothing right now. But just overall, like, being somewhere that somebody hasn't been or they don't know the feeling of, like, where I've been at or how I got here, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my inspiration. That's my motivation, just seeing myself and knowing where I was at and what I was doing and what I was wearing and what I was eating and what I was I was taking care of myself compared to now. It's like, that's my motivation. When it comes to, um, let's say, making a song and uh, designing some clothes, like, what are, what are the comparisons? So, like, I know that your music is coming from something personal and, I guess, your mood. And your design thing is coming more, I guess, from exterior, outside influences, you know, like things that you're seeing. Uh, what's it called? How, how long does it take you to make a song versus how long does it make you to take a fit? Do you do you find one easier? Which one? Which one do you prefer? Which one is more work? Clothes is definitely more work. You know, music is like it's not as much work when you got to think of something that's catchy because you know with words you could say whatever and you just got to sound fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you just got to make it make sense. Like, because it'd be some of the shit that we all say every day. And if I was to rap it, it's like, all right, that was fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? But let somebody else that's in the hire that the whole world knows say the same exact shit. It's going to be like, yo, I never heard nothing like this in the world. So it'd be like. I say some dope shit. Like it don't it don't be hard to come up with music. It's and it's not hard to do clothing. It's just with me doing clothing, it's it's this getting starting part. Once I'm already in the groove, it's like, all right, this ain't nothing. You feel me? Sometimes I'll be having a brain fart with making clothes just like making clothes I mean making music, having a brain fart doing that because you're trying to figure out what to say and what nobody else said. For me. Anybody else I know and for sure it just be awesome. Oh, he said this, so this the trend of what to say now. So let me go ahead and say this so I can sound like the thirty thousand song that sound like this and said the same shit. I stay away from that. You know what I'm saying? That's why it be sometimes people don't get my music because I don't say the same shit or it's not coming delivered the same way. But with music, it's easy for me to um it's easy to just come up with words. But with the sewing, it's it's easy to come up with a, a piece, but you gotta make it make sense as well. Yeah. People still got to find shoes to match with it. 
people still gotta it still gotta register that all right this is what this is as much as it is with music like you just gotta let it register like you can't say an album is like if it flaked because this is your first time listen to it mm-hmm. you gotta give it like i don't know like two or three more times to listen to it to be like all right i see what he was trying to do this is actually there's actually some good music. It may not be something that I listen to every day, but it's actually not killing my ears and make me not want to go, you know, kill somebody after I finish listening to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you got the freedom of speech. You could art is everything. You feel me? So yeah. Uh, what's it called? That that's funny that you're saying that. You know, like j- just like a fit. Um, it takes like people have to register with it. People have to connect with it. People have to, uh, in a sense, like see themselves in that clothes, you know, in order for them to be connected to it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with music, you know, and I think with music, especially um, when people talk personal stuff, I feel like sometimes it connects more than when people are trying to use like, you know, some, some gimmick, like let's say a, like a car that's in style at the moment or, or a movie. I know the music can be inspired by a lot of things, but sometimes people try to say things that's relevant but then you think about it, like, in 10 years, who's even going to remember that? That's what that means. You exactly. get me? Compared to when you say something personal, like, we've all we've all had moments where we felt low. We've all had moments, you know, where uh, we've gone through something. And, and I feel that connects, some uh, like, to people more yep. than, yeah, than just saying some random things. If you really, like, think about it, you know, some of the greatest songs are something very personal. But for some reason, it's, almost, it's like that saying that people say, like, damn, I feel like that song was about me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself like that all the time, man. Like listen to Cuddy, like that's mm-hmm. that's my favorite artist. So it's like, whenever you, like, and I had select songs at this time when I was listening to Gucci and Waka, you know, when they all came out. Like I was listening to Cuddy because I could relate personally. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to a lot of shit that they was doing because I never did it. Mm-hmm. And everything that I rapped about, I did. And it may not be a lot of shit that is going out my way saying like, oh yeah, I didn't rob the bank. I didn't ran off on the plug. I, I can't relate to that. So I'm not going to listen to that music for too much long. Mm-hmm. But I like the sound of it. Like I like the beat pattern. I like the tempo, the whoever voice it is. It is, it's all little personal things that I like out of it that I get out of it. But for me to lit, sit there and listen to it and then be like, yo, I got to make something just like this, bro. This shit, I I gotta make something like this. The only way I'm gonna blow up. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see shit like that. Well, I think I'm more into like movies and stuff like that. But there's there's like two different kinds of creators out there. You know, there's the the art kind of personal kind, and then there's the people making you know the big blockbuster Marvel movies that are more fantasy. You know, there's like fantasy music, as in like like fulfilling. The working class is fantasy. I got big chains. I got big cars. I got all these bitches, you know, and then people live by curiously through it, but it's a fantasy. It's almost like an escape. You get me? Like, yeah. like let me forget for a moment that I'm escaping from, you know, like the shitty reality. life that I have. Yeah, yeah, from exactly from my reality. And then there are other artists who are more personal and talk about kind of the things going on in their head. And that also relates to people. You get me? But I feel that people. You know, when they say they connect to something, it's always more to the personal. I mean, that's the one that, like, reaches them really in there. And I'm glad you said Cuddy because you kind of, your music does remind me a lot of, like, kind of Cuddy stuff. Kind of, like, very personal, emotional. Yeah, like, you know, like, just going back, like, bro, like, Cuddy just helped me through a lot, bro. Like, him, even Chip, you feel me? It just, 
when when they was going up and then just seeing them on tour, just going around the city, the world, and everything, like that just gave me hope because they they came from the same city I came from. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like I gotta get them props. I, I I look up to the people that was in the same position that I was in. You know what I'm saying? And and they made something out of it, and they didn't just stay in Cleveland. And yeah. I don't knock the people because some people just can't see out of Cleveland. Some people don't do nothing but just want Cleveland, even if they got the money and the opportunity to go see outside of that. You feel me? So it's like I rather, you know, like I rather follow the people that was in the same position. Like I don't know what Jay Z and not saying that Jay Z is a bad rapper or anything. Like I just don't know that lifestyle. Like I didn't grow up like that. Like, yeah. how I grew up was how, you know, Cuddy talked and what he go through. You feel yeah. me? Like, I could relate to that by far a lot. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but back to Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it called? So, you and I have shot a couple of things. For sure. <laughs> The goat. Um, hold on. I guess before we get to that, let me let me let's talk a little bit about um, Angelo Bombay. I know the, has he made all your music or is it just the more recent stuff? Uh, pretty much, Angelo he produced down there all my majors, all my major songs, like everything that sound like a hit. Angelo produced it. <laughs> uh, how do you and Angelo meet? Man, I, man, that's crazy. Uh, this is around the time where I was transitioning. Well, no, I don't even think I was still making clothes. Like, I was actually on the block on Hollywood, just um, just trapping. You know, at this old newsstand, it's closed now. I think they closed since the pandemic. You know, around the time they was looting and everything, they never opened back up. But I used to stand at this uh, this uh, this newsstand, just you know, trapping or whatever, and um. Angelo walked past and there's like a gang of people that was standing right there and stuff. Like people that look like me. Like they didn't even look homeless, but they looked like they had something going for themselves. And um out of everybody he just reached out to me. He was like, Hey bro, you, I don't know if he mistaken me for somebody. I don't know if he thought I followed somebody. But it was something that just sparked a conversation. He was like, Hey, you do music or anything? I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking he about to take him to the studio because, you know, you just fall into stuff in Hollywood. So I'm thinking, like, all right, this is about to be, about to be the turning point of my life. I don't know who he is, but he sees something in me that he don't see in nobody else that was standing right there. So he, um, he sent me a beat, and uh, I think that was to No Captain. Mm. So he sent me a beat to No Captain. That's kind of crazy because why would he uh, – well, did you talk with him about – the kind of music you were into or the kind of music that you wanted to do for him to send you a beat like that? Because no captain is a very like mellow kind of melodic kind of beat. It's not like a very like, like I guess if I was a producer and I wanted to give somebody like somebody, especially somebody who looks like you, I'd try to give him something like kind of heavy, you know, yeah. like just to like, <laughs> like get the flow going, but he gave you kind of something very, very mellow. Did he, did you talk with him about music before that? I think we did. Like it was, it was all in that moment. Like he just, no. A matter of fact, I think he just sent me like his Instagram. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take your Instagram and uh, tell me the type of you know flow and stuff that you want and stuff or whatever." So 
I think I sent him my email, and then I told him, like, I'm on these type of beats, like, looking for, like, a guitar, you know what I'm saying? Like, slow slow beats and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, send you this, and, you know, just go be a test run and see what you could do. So he gave me a beat. It took me, like, a year. Like I said, my financial situation and everything, it was, I wasn't even focusing on making music. I was just like, all right, man, I know I got this beat. I listened to it. I, 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 bro, I was listening to that beat, like, every day since I had got it. And then I was writing to it, and that's when I was writing everything I do now, freestyle. Nice. But I was writing to that song, and I was ready to record it, but I just had no way to get in the studio because my funds was just, like, real funny at that time in my life. And um, he literally, like, a year later, I finally recorded it because I was around some people, and they had a studio, and we was locked in there for a week, and I was, like, literally the only song out of all songs I recorded for a week straight locked in in the studio. That was the only song I recorded by myself. Everything else had a feature and mm-hmm. had everybody else on it. And then a year later after I recorded that, I finally released it on SoundCloud. So it took a whole year to release it? Yeah. After a whole year, it already took to just record it. Why did it take a whole year? Yeah, like you said, just trying to get into the studio and stuff like that. It was like I could get some studio time and have this song. And then after that, I'll be hungry because I ain't got no bread. Because mm-hmm. I just cash out on the studio time. And then a minimum, you got to get like a certain amount of hours. And you got to spend you know, a nice little penny. But I had... You know, like like I said, I was locked in, so I took that advantage and just recorded that song because I already knew how I wanted to sound. I already knew, like, I've been practicing it, rehearsing it and everything. So I was like, all right, this going to be easy. And it was an easy song to record. Yeah. So as I recorded it, um, sent it to him, he was like, this fire, this and that and the third. Matter of fact, we was, it was, that was the first time I met Riff. No, 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 no. That was If I Could Fly. <laughs> no Captain was, yeah, I was in the studio with everybody. But, um, yeah, and then, like, a year later, that's when you shot it. Yeah. So it took, like, three years in that time frame to get this whole no captain. Like, that <laughs> shit was crazy. That was, a, that was a really fun video to shoot. It was, uh, we did it all in one day. We started fucking early. But before that, I actually had you come. You called me. Who introduced you? You introduced me to 1K, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Then who introduced me to you? Oh, uh, Josie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You just hit me up, and I told you, come into my studio, and we sat down, and we drank a few Blue Moons, and we wrote this motherfucker out. Yeah, wrote a treatment out, yeah. wrote a treatment out in about, what, it was like an hour or so, like an hour or two, and we just started vibing. That was, that was hella dope. I think that's something as, uh, this is just some advice for some filmmakers out there, people starting off music videos, uh, what's it called? You want to bond with your client? Mm-hmm. Personally, me, I like bloods and booze. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we, that's how we bond. But more, we can bond either way. Like sometimes you don't have to do that. Sometimes it's just sitting down with somebody, talking for about an hour, asking them questions. Yeah, can, just to pick their yeah, brain. You know? Exactly. Like just like you said, building a relationship. Like me and this man don't even be doing videography half the time. We link up. Like. You know what I'm saying? That's the first time I did that with a videographer. You know what I'm saying? Like, or anybody that's just outside of, you know, if I was hanging with a producer, like, we ain't got to always, like, me and Bombay, we don't, we got a friendship and relationship to where 
we don't always link up and we may talk about it and be like, hey, we should do this for this single coming out. You know what I'm saying? We should hold on this and that and the third. But we always come back to like, yo, let's link up, smoke, drink, you know what I'm saying? Probably hit a bar or something. Like, it don't always be about music. Like, And that'd be the beauty of it because it's like, you know, it's more than just working partners. You feel me? Like, we actually like friends outside of this shit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's It's always very fun. It's always very fun. And yeah, we sat down. We planned this thing out. We shot it about what, like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, damn, I think I did that one all by myself too, and it was, it was a lot of things because in the like, okay, so we started off at the beach at what seven a.m. We was aiming for six. I think we were driving <laughs> around for like. Six. Yeah, we we drove around a little bit to look for like a good spot. Yeah, yeah. And it started around seven. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, we went to the location. Which was, um, I actually had forgotten some C-stands, so I actually went to my studio and then went to the location, which was at, I forget their names. They had, they had a company, too. Um, those two people that were helping Julesy out. Uh, was it Dominique? Yeah, Dominique and the other dude, he was cool, too. Was it her? The, the, the people who own the house, bro. Yeah, Dominique and... Um Dang, her husband. Yeah, her husband. He's really cool too. Like yeah. it sucks that I can't remember his name right now. I think his name was, was Brandon. I don't, I don't even want to say that because I don't even know that's for sure. But he was a good uh, guy. they they had a thing. Was it champagne? What was their thing? They had champagne. Like, champagne influencer. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, I feel so, I feel so fucked up. Or something. Yeah, I feel fucked up for not not remembering your shit, guys. My bad. But shout out to you guys. You yeah. you guys are the shit. Uh, they had this house with like poker tables in it and stuff. It was pretty fucking dope. Um, and we had a bunch of people show up. Uh, we had a bunch of cool other kind of artists and influencers and comedians. There was a lot of people there that nah, came out was, to uh, in support of the video. It was a good crowd of people for that video. And then we freaking... Uh, uh, what's it called? We got, a, um, we got a good crowd of people there. And then, fuck, what time did we go to Hollywood afterwards? We literally waited till night. Man, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I don't, I don't know if they can see. It. Can they see? Can they, can they see this in the wide? So that's the video over there. Actually, it's hey, no captain. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people there. It was hella fun. That came um, out pretty dope. Yeah, I think that's my favorite video. Yeah, we got we got this awesome girl who's also an artist named Julesy to come out in it too. What's up, gang? <laughs> Shout out to Julesy because she kind of yeah she hooked us up. Um, just a whole fucking fun video. You know, uh, I really feel like I made it with that video, like the whole everything, like, and there wasn't even no million dollar production team. It felt like it though. Like, yeah, I mean, I brought out all my lights. Uh, what's it called? We lit it. We lit it nice and well. And it's actually a video that's also gotten me a lot of uh, clients myself. Like, yeah. like when everybody's looking for something bright and kind of happy and kind of story narrative, like, yeah. like I show them that one, and, and people fuck with it a lot. That's lit. Yeah, people really fuck with the look. Um. The other, uh, so after that, we did, what did we do first? If I could fly. No, we did the fashion show first, way before If I Could Fly, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we did a fashion shoot, too. That was fun. That was. Was that your first fashion shoot? Yeah. And, you know, with this fashion stuff, like, I know what I want to do with music, and I know where I want to go with music, but with fashion, I'll be thinking, like, what is my major goal that I want to do with fashion, like? And then sometimes I think about it, I was like, all right, maybe become somebody's personal fashion stylist or some shit. 
And I'd be like, damn, what is it do I want to do with fashion? Because <laughs> like, it just came about. Like, I told you, I didn't come out here to do fashion. It just happened. Yeah. Like, I had no nothing about fashion. Like, besides I knew how to sew. Other than that, it was like, all right, I just was making clothes because I was tired of wearing bummy clothes and hand-me-downs. So it was like, I'm about to start making shit that nobody else got. Yeah. And then people just kept requesting, like, hey, where you get that from? What's your answer? It was the easiest for me to get my Instagram up. Everybody just wanted what I had. Uh, what's it called? Before, I'm, I'm like jumping around. But before the the fashion shoot, I was I forgot that in uh, the No Captain video, mm-hmm. uh, we were supposed to shoot an ending where he woke up and it was all supposed to be a dream. <laughs> and then while we were editing, what's it called? Uh, we realized we didn't have that scene. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So what did we do? We uh, we was like, you know what? We got the camera. Let's make it seem like you know it was all a dream here at the studio while we editing. Tell me about any future plans that you got coming. Um, as far as fashion, um, I'm a, as far as fashion, as far as music, as far as anything. Yeah, as far as fashion, I'm gonna uh, try to shoot for another uh, fashion show. I'm trying to think of another, like you know, out of this world location again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to keep it original. Let's talk really quick about the the other fa- the fashion shoot that we did because we it was kind of crazy. We went out. What was that at? Oh, Chinatown. Where? Was that Chinatown? No, 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 no. The one that we did in uh in the desert. Was that the desert? Yeah, it was kind of the desert. No, we went up north. What area was that? The the railroad. Yeah, the railroad. I don't want to tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't tell them. It was somewhere up north. It was a it was a railroad. And we pretty much had everybody coming out of the railroad with new fits, and it was a wild and chaotic fashion shoot. Yeah, I ain't, I, I ain't let nobody know that it was some, you know, a head-on train crash <laughs> until after we almost got hit by a train. <laughs> we almost got hit by a train. We're in this tunnel, and this train just kept on coming out. We did it. We thought the railroad was abandoned, and it wasn't. Like we were literally shooting the thing, and we're like. Is that a train? <laughs> we was gone. We was yeah. like, ain't nobody left behind either. I, I was I was worried for Brad though, man. Shout out Brad for you know sticking it through it. Like a shout know. out to Brad. He's an he's an older fella and he was not running out very fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no assurance on that man. <laughs> that was a good day though. Like when we was it was good because we was racing against the sun and like it was it was some work, man. Like I, I, I like that I show people, you know, something different. You feel me? Like I always try to do that, whether it's some um, with fashion or music. You know? Mm-hmm. But all right, man. Well, let's start. Let's start uh, wrapping this up real quick. Yeah. Um, tell us about what you're doing. Tell us about what's coming up. Um, right now, staying consistent. You know, fashion, music. I got some drops coming. Uh. Got some songs uh, with Minnesota artists or Minneapolis artists, uh, Novion, Finder Novion. Uh, got some more tracks coming out with The Riff. Uh, we all got a you know, few songs that we all got uh, together on, on the same track. Um, me and Riff, I think we, you know, Angelo produced some beats. Um, I think he go uh, produce a me and Riff collab uh, EP or mixtape. So that's coming soon. 
we just got to, you know, just drop the shit, you know, in the fashion, of course. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to get the fashion show for this year. How, how can people hit you up for your for your fashion stuff? Uh, y'all can reach out to me <clears throat> on uh, Instagram. That's the best way to contact me. Um, one of one. That's one, the number one, underscore of, um, spelled O-V, underscore one, the number one. And then, you know, my fashion page on my bio, Land Hilton, underscore LLC. Right on, right on, bro. All right, so what's it called? Yeah, there's still a few things I want to get into. Um, but for right now, let's just wrap it up just to keep it in good time. And uh, what's it called? We'll do this again, bro. Not for sure. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Yeah, this is kind of the first one I do on my own. So it was pretty fun. I uh, wish it could have gone a little bit longer, but we'll get it next time for sure. Shout out No Face and AM Studios, you know what I'm saying? Check yes, sir. Let's let's give uh yeah, give all your handles, bro. Give them on in one, uh, in one take. Yeah, it's Medusa Sun, you know what I'm saying? The flash one you met or that's Pegasus. Medusa Sun, the slitheriest one you met. That's a word. But you can follow me on Instagram at uh one of one, you know what I'm saying? The number one underscore of or O V underscore one. And you can follow my fashion page if you want to, you know, cop some fly drip or fly wings because we fly over here. Yes, sir. Um, Land Hilton underscore LLC. Cool. I am uh, No Face at No Face underscore Films. We are at AM Studios, AM, AM Studios LA. Um, and what is it? And this is the A Seven Podcast. All right, y'all. This was dope. We're going to do it again. Yes, sir. <laughs>